Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today's episode is about Easter bread. And I thought Easter bread would be kind of an interesting thing to do, being as Easter is almost upon us. And I thought it would also be a kind of a simple thing to do. However, I found out there are like a billion kinds of Easter bread. So I narrowed it down to, um, I found a recipe that was very similar to what I am familiar with in Western Pennsylvania. And I talked to a few people about their ethnic, uh, what would you say? Uh, Backgrounds? Heritage. Tradition, traditional Easter bread recipes. So uh, what I came up with is everybody does kind of whatever they want with a base, a basic base that's the same. Okay, that's pretty much what I found out. Now this really honestly was not a difficult thing to make. And um, I, of course, had to, um, even it's, it is uh, correct to the recipes that I have found, but I simplified it a little bit by using my white bread mix for the foundation of the recipe. So that makes it a little bit easier. And I have a plain old white bread mix that's available on my website, marymacpodcast.com slash store. And you can pick that up and use that if you want to, or you can use any good base white bread that you like to use yourself. I also am going to be putting up the recipe that I found online, and I'll explain this to you as I go through the podcast. We have a relative that used to give us, this is so funny when I think about it, what we would cut a Christmas tree off of their property every year, so that would be in like early December, and she would give us a loaf of Easter bread which had probably been in her freezer from the previous Easter. But it was always good, okay? And I and I remember what it tastes like, and I always enjoyed it. And then when I started looking at Easter bread recipes, I thought, none of these are like her Easter bread. I have another friend whose ethnic heritage is Scandinavian, and she has given me Easter bread before, and it's very different from what I had had. And I found that... Uh, I found the background of that recipe, which is a Slovenian sort of recipe. So I'm going to kind of just go through the ones that I found with different ingredients, and then I'll tell you about mine. So first of all, Italian, of course, is like the is the Easter bread everyone thinks of. I think around the holidays, the one that you would picture in your mind would either be the Italian or the Greek version. The Italian version, with all of the many recipes I looked at, the Italian version... Um, it's And all of them are similarly sort of like a sweet dough recipe. If you are looking at various Italian recipes, there's actually one that has about five different kinds of cheese in it. That one I have never had. I've heard of it, but I've never had it. So I did find a recipe for that. I also found that the Italian breads can have anise, orange, orange zest, orange extract, candied orange peel, Lemon zest, which is, uh, well, lemon and orange zest are the, um, you scrape the outside of the fruit and you get little peelings off of it, and that's what the zest is. So you can have lemon zest, lemon extract, you can have almonds, candied orange peel, oh, I said that already. Sometimes they have a sweet glaze on them with sprinkles, and sometimes they also put the colored hard-boiled eggs on them. And any combination of these. Colored hard-boiled eggs. Oh, you didn't have... Mm. Yes, that's a thing. So sometimes these would have... They would have, say this, they would have 
almond extract and nothing else. They would have anise extract with candied orange peel. They can have lemon extract with almonds. They can have the sweet glaze on them or just the egg wash on them. Sometimes they have the sweet glaze and they have those little sprinkles that are round little balls on them that are decorative looking. And as I said, sometimes in the braid, they tuck hard-boiled eggs that have been dyed into the braid. Sometimes they make the braid look like a wreath, a round, you know, big round wreath braid, and they tuck the eggs inside of that. Yes. De-shelled? No, no. With shell. With shell. They stuff that egg in there and bake. You can bake an egg in, in bread that's been hard-boiled. It's not going to get more cooked. It just is cooked already. Yeah. I'm just, I'm having a hard time Oh, they're so this. festive with those <laughs> eggs in there. I always thought that was the weirdest thing when I was little. We, we used to see those at family things, and I would think, why did they do that? Well, anyway, the Czechoslovakian version of Easter bread Typically is the same base bread recipe with almonds and raisins in it. And that can have a sweet glaze on it or not a sweet glaze. Hot cross buns, if you've ever seen those, are a version of Easter bread that's typically um, Great Britain, British Isles sort of thing. And those are little buns, little mini versions of Easter bread in bun form and they always have a little cut on the top with white icing a heavy white icing cross and they usually have raisins or currants so they're a little bit of a currenty bun there the greek version of easter bread is typically the braid in the shape of a circle or a long braid so it's either a wreath or a long thing and they um, have colored eggs tucked into the braid Uh, The bread is flavored with anise and citrus, which would be uh, lemon peel and orange peel and the candied orange peel mixed into the bread. And they they usually, when they do the egg thing, when they put the hard-boiled eggs in that are colored, they put the multicolor sprinkles on them with the thin glaze icing. The Slovenian version is very similar to my friend's Scandinavian version, so I'll just kind of blend those together. And that, uh, that has cardamom in it. And the citrus flavorings and um, raisins and a variety of nuts. So that is a very uh, much more, there's a lot more inclusions in that. It's a, it's a denser bread. The Ukrainian babka typically has citrus in it, um, which is almost always lemon in the, in the babka and raisins. And the interesting thing about uh, babka is it's baked in coffee cans and that's uh, that. It kind of makes me laugh, but my friend and I were talking about this this afternoon. Her grandmother had a variety of very clean cans, like that soup cans, uh, vegetable cans, coffee cans. They used to make coffee cans out of metal, children, back in the olden days. But anyway, they would have both ends cut out of them <laughs> most of the time. Sometimes they still had one end in them. But usually they had both ends cut out and they would put foil over the ends of them to keep the dough in there. Sometimes they would have just the bottom in them and they would bake the bread in the can. Some of them had the kind of can opener that cut around the edge so the bottom could come off but you could jam it back on there again. Very interesting kind of a thing. And I remember my mother used to make banana bread in soup cans all the time. So they would save coffee cans which used to be a three pound a can that would hold three pounds, so think about the size of that would probably be about six inches in diameter, about eight inches tall, and they would bake the bread in that. 
Now they could also use little coffee cans. As my friend told me, her grandmother had a variety of sizes. So they also had a one pound coffee can that you could do them in and make a small loaf. But that was a traditional thing that they did. They baked it into coffee cans. The Polish Easter bread typically has citrus flavoring with almonds and or anise or just the flavoring, just the citrus flavoring or just the anise in it and not almonds. Oddly enough, the Ukrainian recipe that I'm using is called Pasca or Pasca, which is Easter. The as you know, Pasca mm-hmm. is the translation for Easter. Yes, it's the word for Easter. I couldn't think of what that word was. Yes, so that that's uh, Easter, and that is a little bit different than the Babka because that's they're they're two different things, but they're kind of the same, you know. And that's the one that I'm more familiar with, which is funny. I mean. Although in Western Pennsylvania, because of the steel industry that dominated here for so long, there are so many ethnicities in this one area. And it's they call it the Rust Belt. runs from Pittsburgh to Cleveland, largely because of the steel industry. And within this part of the country, there's so many different ethnicities that have just become blended together like a big melting pot so people's ingredients jump from one to another and you might have liked how somebody did something and put it into yours and that became your tradition so it's kind of hard to sort these all out but what I remember from having Easter breads from people that it was just like regular bread but a little bit more special you know (laughs) so that's what this uh, Easter Pascha recipe that I found in a very old cookbook from 1974, it's called the Three Rivers Cookbook, Volume 1. And this recipe was from the St. Vladimir Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Pittsburgh. I'm going to trust them that this is a good recipe. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty good. And basically, it's it's just a, it's like I said, it's a sweet dough. It's a, um, there's more sugar than you normally put in your bread. There's eggs that you probably don't usually put eggs in your bread and there's eggs in there and there's uh you know it's just a little bit more different yeah milk milk instead of just plain water so it's just a little bit you know a little bit um richer spruced up yes Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit richer than normal bread so what i did i took my plain old white bread recipe the way my bread mixes are they come with there's a large packet that has the main part of the mix in, which would be the various flours or grains and the sugar and the salt and whatever other, you know, if I, if there's wheat germ or wheat bran or oats or whatever added into that. So that's all in one packet. And then there's another little packet for kneading and there's a little pack of yeast in there too. So when you make my bread mix, what you do is you open up the large pack of flour and you add the yeast right into that and blend it up, and then you put in water and oil, all right? So what I did to make this loaf of bread, this Easter braid that I made, I took my normal white bread mix and put it into the bowl and put the yeast and mixed it in with the flour, and then I added, I took a cup of milk, which is what the recipe calls for, a cup of of water, so instead of water, I replaced that with milk, 2% milk, and then I took, um, it, it calls also for two and a half tablespoons of oil, so I used two and a half tablespoons of butter, and I put the butter into the milk, and I heated that until the butter melted. So it was at, it, it was at a nice temperature, you could, you know, it was um, tepid. I took that and 
I beat an egg and had the egg ready. So I put the uh, warm milk and butter into the flour and blended that in. And then I added the egg and I blended that in real well. And then I started to add my additional flour for kneading. I ended up having to use about a half cup of more flour than what I had in that packet. But um, I blended it together and, and kneaded it. And then I put it into an oil bowl. And I let that rise for an hour, which is longer than my normal rise time. But in this recipe, I was looking. It's like an incredibly long time they let things rise. I don't know why, but maybe yeast was different in the 70s. I don't know, or previous to that. But anyway, I let it rise for about an hour, and I punched it down. I divided it into three equally sized balls of dough, and I made those into ropes. And then I braided them. I, I greased a cookie sheet uh, to bake the bread on, and I braided them right on that cookie sheet and tucked the ends in, and it took me like four tries to braid it because I hadn't braided anything in so long I couldn't remember how to do it. So I kept having to unbraid it and braid it and unbraid it. After I braided it, I let it rise for a half an hour, and then I brushed it with a beaten egg really well, which when you do that, it makes it nice and shiny. It's beautiful looking. And then um, I baked it, in a 300 and, uh, 370 degree oven for 32 minutes. And it came out absolutely fantastic. I'll post some pictures of it. It's really good. It's not sweet. I didn't add extra sugar to it. You could add more sugar to it. But I feel like my bread mix has two and a half tablespoons in it, and I thought that was okay. But if you wanted to make it a sweeter sweet bread, you could add more sugar. But it came out really good. And it's sort of like a, it, it makes it into a more like a dinner bread or that you're having with your Easter meal rather than a dessert bread, which is probably more like what some of the Easter breads are you would think of in that range, like a dessert bread, because they're very sweet and very flavorful so you know maybe not something that you would eat with your meal this came out really good though and I was, I was really impressed with it because I I was kind of nervous how it would come out doing that so we're going to have our little our variation of our recipe for our mix up on our website and Facebook page with it kind of instructions there but what I also wanted to do was say this if you let's say uh, your family you know if your family tradition is to put uh, to have an anise-flavored bread or something like that. You could easily do that just by adding a tablespoon of the extract, or not a tablespoon, uh, a teaspoon. <laughs> Good grief. That, that's a big difference there. I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong line. Um, a teaspoon of the extract of your choice. I would say a teaspoon of vanilla or orange or lemon or almond extract. You could add a half cup of golden raisins. I would use golden. I would not use uh, the dark raisins. Because golden raisins tend to be softer. And in bread, golden raisins work a little better in bread. You don't have to pre-soak them or anything. You can put them right in. Um, a fourth of a cup of slivered almonds would be good in there. And you could also add a little bit more sugar. And I said there's like there's two and a half tablespoons of sugar in the bread mix itself. So you could add another two and a half tablespoons up to, I wouldn't put more than a fourth cup of sugar because that would be very sweet but you could experiment and play around with this a little bit and it's it's really good and it's not too difficult to make and like I said if you already make a white bread if you have a white bread that you make now just do those substitutions don't try this with like wheat bread 
That's weird. Don't do it. It's the wrong, <laughs> it's going to be the wrong texture and the wrong flavor. So don't try this with a whole grain. This is a white bread recipe. And you can use unbleached flour if you would like to use unbleached flour and make it yourself. But this is a strictly a white bread recipe that you're going to want to do this with. So um, we'll have the pictures up. Uh, I took pictures of each step of the process to kind of to you know make a nice example for you and then we're going to put up the easter pasca recipe that i found in the three rivers cookbook makes four it says four small loaves but let me tell you something people they're using uh 10 or 11 cups of flour that's a big loaf of bread <laughs> i don't know what small <laughs> I, I wonder how big their big loaves were if that's a small loaf because that's going to be a big loaf so we'll be posting that recipe just because it's really interesting and cool and we're going to post our variations. But it's, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't difficult at all. So it's, if it's something that you want to try, it'd be a fun thing to do on a rainy day. Um, you can order Mary Mac white bread mixes off of our website, like I said, merrymacpodcast.com slash store. And um, they're very, uh, I think they're pretty reasonably priced. And, you know, you get everything is included except the liquid ingredients. So that makes it really nice for you. They'll work in a bread machine or a bowl, designed to work in a bowl. Very simple. Even people that can't bake at all can do them. Mm. I have many testimonials from people that totally are unable to bake and they could make those mixes. So give them a try and let me know what you think. Be sure to check us out on social media at Mary Mac Bakehouse on Facebook, Mary Mac Bakehouse on Instagram, Mary Mac Mixes on Twitter www.marymacpodcast.com and that has links to everywhere else as well and the whole website has recently been redone so you'll have to check out that as well thanks a lot for listening if you did and if you didn't too bad for you and happy easter